Welcome to A Voice for Creators. I'm your host, Daniel Norton. This week, I want to talk a little bit about kind of your market. I've been reading a book by Seth Godin called This is Marketing. I'll put a link in the show notes. And there's lots of great stuff in here. I'm going to talk about little bits and pieces of it um, throughout the next few weeks. But one thing that he talks about near the beginning is the idea of, and I don't know if this is exactly how he says it, but it's basically the smallest viable market or the smallest workable group of people. And effectively, what he's talking about is that when you're doing something, you don't want to necessarily just make it for everyone. And I've talked about this before. I find that so many manufacturers, when they come to me and they're just like, hey, could you do a video? Or somebody's like, hey, um, can you shoot my product line as a photographer? Or, hey, can you represent this? Or can you write this? Or can you do this video? I always say to them, well, who is this for? Who's the target market, right? And they they almost always say, everyone. <laughs> and the ones who don't say that are the ones I love to work with because they've determined who they think their product is for. Now, I'm just going to say up front, this is not saying my product is not for other people. What it's saying is, these are the people that I think are most likely to use my product, so I'm going to focus my marketing on them. Now, one of the things that Seth's talking about here is commonly referred to, if you're on YouTube and all those other places, is niching down. And that's the idea of, I can say, well, I'm my podcast or my videos are, are for photographers, right? But then I could say, well, my podcast or video is are for portrait photographers or fashion photographers. Or I could say, my podcast or YouTube videos are for photographers of people, uh, senior photographers, as they call it, like you photograph school, school photographers, I guess is what you call it, right? That's niching down, right? And the idea here is you're trying to find the market that best suits what you're putting out there, the thing that you want to do. And what you really want to do is find one that is small enough that it's very focused, but big enough that it can sustain whatever you, that means to you. If it means that you need to get a uh, hundred downloads uh, a month on your, uh, you know, your podcast or uh, 5,000 views on your YouTube video a day or whatever it might be, right? These are what you need to do the thing you're trying to do, probably stay afloat, right? In most cases. So, if we are photographers, so stop talking about me as a podcaster or a YouTuber, but we are photographers and we might say, well, I want to do very specific things. I'm going to do weddings and I want to do weddings using uh, traditional materials. I want to use analog cameras. I want to produce black and white prints. This is going to be my style. This is what I want to do. It's what I love doing. I think there's a market for it. I'm going to start looking around. And then you can say, well, and when I'm doing one of these weddings, I can make X amount of dollars. So it'll take me six of these weddings a year for me to live comfortably. Four, I'll be able to sustain myself. Three, I won't go out of business, but I might want to look for other things, right? And you can start thinking this in your head. So your right smallest market is three, really six, right? So you're thinking, can I do six of these? And is there enough market for this? And then you focus your intentions on what you're doing, hoping to draw those six people out of the thousands of people that get married every year, are there six people that are willing to, or want to, I should say, be photographed in this manner, that want the traditional film, that want that look, don't want digital photographers that are turned to black and white, but want you to actually shoot film, to have this lasting thing. And then who are these people? And if you're doing this, hopefully you know who these people are because you have an idea of who might want this service. If you're just creating a service out of the blue because you think it's a good idea, then you got to take a couple more steps back. 
but we're assuming that you see this. Maybe you have been offering this as something that you uh, do, but not the only thing you do. And you find that people seem interested, but then they lean towards the other way after they talk to their family or whatever, because they have both options, right? They like you and you're, and they want to work with you and they see the black and white film option. But then you're also like, well, you know, here's a safety option over here is if you want digital. And of course they're going to go, well, can I have both? Because everybody wants the most safe thing, right? What you want to do is find those people that really want to take the chance. And maybe chance isn't the right word, but want to take that direction. That's what they want. They're looking for a photographer that shoots analog, black and white, traditional printing for their wedding. And if you get your stuff in front of them, they will hire you. And this is it, right? So is there a big enough market that requires market research? That's a whole other podcast, I guess. But the idea here is we're trying to find our smallest market that is viable. We don't want to just say we shoot weddings and it's everything because we'll find it hard to get real true fans, right? We have talked about before the article, that article, a thousand true fans. To get true fans, you need people that want what you're putting out there, right? Not just want a wedding photographer, but want you because you do this very specific thing that they want. If you are just doing everything and you're just kind of out there, I'm really throwing my hands around a lot. You can probably see that if you watch the video podcast on Spotify, but otherwise you don't see my hands. Um, <laughs> so if, if, if you're just, where was I? Yeah. So if they're just looking for a photographer and they don't really care, they're not really one of your fans or one of the, the smallest market, what you're going to find is you'll have to compete on price. And that is something you don't really want to get into. That is a terrible way to compete, in my opinion, especially for the arts. If you are creating widgets, maybe that's viable. I don't even know that's true, but let's just say it is. But in the arts, you do not want to be nickel and diming. And, you know, years ago, I was when I was doing more headshots, actors headshots, I'd come to New York and what I was doing, you know, I'd slowly but surely increase my price and it reached a certain point. And then I realized that I had a lot of free time and I could shoot more headshots. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to offer a less expensive package as well with, you know, less bells and whistles. Now, for me, not to get deeply into this, but the way I do headshots is I don't do like number of looks or number of photos. What I do is time. You know, I allot a certain amount of time to work with the person and because I don't want people to feel rushed. And this is great, you know, at the rate I was charging, I could do one person a day and do fine. You know, it's doing it every day, but three days a week, that was my market. It was working. But I thought, hey, you know what? I've got a couple of days I'm not shooting anything. I could do maybe a half package and charge like, you know, a little bit more than half the price, but give them half a day. Well, what I found was the people that took the half day package, I couldn't only do, I couldn't do less for them because that's not, that's not me, right? What I create is what I create. And they were getting the same thing in the end as, as the full day. I mean, they, they got less time, obviously, but in the end, even the full day people, they never stayed the whole day. It was just that they had all the liberty in the world to come and go as they wanted. The half day people had to be a little bit more restricted on time, but they never got any less great usable images. So what that meant for me was I lowered my price to compete with people and actually hurt myself. Like it was, I wasn't doing anything, any favor to my client. I wasn't giving them anything different. In fact, I was hurting the people that were paying full price. And if they found out, they would start wanting half price. So I quickly stopped doing that and went back to just doing it the way I was doing it because that was my smallest market. I could only shoot three a week or I was only getting about three a week, but I only needed like one and a half per week to, to be able to do okay. So I was actually doing pretty well with that. And could actually turn people down if 
we didn't click. And I, I, it's, it's kind of a nice thing to do. I mean, it's not nice to turn people down, but it's kind of a nice place to be in when you can look at somebody and say, you know what, my work is not for you. And I feel like we won't have a great collaboration. So I recommend these other photographers. And that's a great place to be in when you get there. So I'd love to know what you guys think about this. Let me know what you think. Like, what is your market? What What is it when you ask, when you start to distill it down? Which is interesting because on the other end, we've been talking about the idea of we're distilled down as how we view ourselves, but then open yourselves up. But when you're looking at marketing, you want to think, who is your market? Who wants your service? And is what is the smallest group of people that want your service that can actually support your business? And this is what Seth's talking about. And I think it's a really interesting manner to go about your building a business, I guess. So anyways, let me think, let me know what you think. You can call into the show. There's a link in the show notes to the Anchor webpage. Better would be to join my Discord server. There's a link in the show notes to that as well. Join the Discord server, send me a message, and we can talk. Or we'll just chat in the Avoice channel over there. You'll also find a link to the book I'm talking about down there and my Patreon if you want to support the podcast. Another way to support the podcast, which is awesome, is to rate and review it. If you've been listening and you haven't had a chance to give me a rating, please do, or a review jump on a review. The places, I've got a lot of emails from people that have done this early on. Basically, Apple is the main place where you do that. If you've already gone on there and gave me five stars and written a review, then you've done your due diligence. Can't ask any more from you. But what I can ask for you to do is share the podcast around. While I am talking about having a small market here, I still want it to be a little bit bigger. So please share the podcast if you think somebody might be interested in it. I would love that. In any case, I will talk to you soon.